Howdy folks, Josh dropping in here with a little bit of an editor's note. Um, apparently something was going on with Scott's uh, computer fan during this recording. We thought we took care of it ahead of time right before we started. Apparently not as well as we thought. So uh, Scott's audio is not... Uh, like his his vocals are fine there's just a little bit of background audio more than we would like tried to clean it up as best as i could but you can definitely still hear it so apologies for that but hope you can still enjoy the episode Welcome to Stupid Sequence, the show where we make ranked lists of things that don't matter because arguing with your friends is fun. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm your slightly better paid host, Scott. Uh, we're at episode 36 this week, and we'll start with a quick summary of what the show is. Uh, the show is done by the two of us, and apparently Scott's getting paid. I, I don't know how that's happening, but uh, I'm, I'm it's not. not. I'm dreaming. Okay. Uh, the goal of each episode is to create a ranked list of something, usually media-related. Scott and I will pick a topic before the show, and each come prepared with a list of ten. In the first segment, we'll talk about items ten through six from each of our lists, why we feel they fit the list, why they're meaningful to us, or maybe some interesting facts about them. In segment two, we go over our top fives in more detail, and to finish things off in the last segment, we briefly mention any honorable mentions we have before going head-to-head and arguing over which items belong on the official top ten. Uh, so this week, Hooray. this week we're talking about the thing we told you we were going to talk about last week, and then we got busy, and we're not able to record. So, sorry about that. Uh, but we had a fun bonus episode. I, I'm not sorry about that. I was very Scott busy. Scott was very busy. Scott was busier than me. But, recording schedule did not work out. But, we, we managed to not miss a week by, we had a fun pilot episode in there. Um of way Hooray. way back in uh what august august of 22 that sounds about Ooh, right yeah. yeah um yeah us about a year and a half trying to figure out and that actually uh behind behind the scenes that was our second pilot the first pilot that we made my audio didn't record the right way so we only have scott's audio i still have it I feel like it's a very one-sided conversation without your audio. Yeah. And it's the less interesting side, too, you know, so. No, we said mine was saved, but not yours. Okay. Uh, so this week, like we said, we promised in our last real episode, we're going to talk about the best Samuel L. Jackson roles. Um, I think we talked a little bit before this and found that um, all of ours are film roles because he kind of doesn't do a lot of things besides movies. Um, that wasn't a specific stipulation going in, but that's just kind of what Sam Jackson does. True. Putting my list together here, I realize I have seen exactly 10 separate Sam Jackson roles. To be clear, let's say... There's certainly multiple roles that Sam Jackson has appeared as across multiple movies. Um, And like, you know, you may have seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for example, you know, there's a whole bunch of you might have seen him in 12 different movies in that role. And um, you can't count multiple of those movies. Nick Fury is one role. So that's how we're counting this. I have seen exactly 10 Sam Jackson roles. That's it. Uh, 
I've seen a lot oh, of movies, man. but exactly 10 roles. So I have no honorable mentions this week. And um, maybe huh. have to, the bottom of my list. Maybe we're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel a little bit here. But, you know, <laughs> um, that's how I it worked out. I deleted uh, some of the honorable mentions because I, I really just made a list of all the roles that I've seen sure. him in. Um, and then I deleted anything that I felt like wasn't worthy of the top 10 or an honorable mention. Um, and I. I have 17 on this wow. list. So I guess I've seen more Samuel L. Jackson than you. God is the authority here. Movie, individual movie roles. Apparently. I guess that's how math works. Well. No honorable mentions. Yeah. What about like side lists? Not this time. Uh, my side list is um, top 10 Samuel L. Jackson's. Number one is Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, oh. But surely he could have been number two. Condolences to Samuel L. Jackson. It is not honored to be nominated. Right. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson. You know, Samuel uh, I, I like some of the Samuel L. Jackson because he's been in so many movies. So I like a lot of the jokes that are about him being in movies. Sure. Like he's at the Thanksgiving dinner table and they're passing around food and his nephew hands him in the basket of rolls. It says, do you want a roll? He says, I'd never pass on a roll. <laughs> I think you've said that on this show before. I may have. Yeah. It, but it's appropriate now. Uh, it's appropriate again. Um, it was, it may have been appropriate at the time. Uh, also, I like the, uh, he, he was sitting at the breakfast table with his wife and his 10 month old son and his toddler started to make some noise, but then very clearly says mother. And Sam excitedly yells, oh my god, honey, he just said half a word. There you go. Uh, good stuff. Well, why don't we kick things off here? We'll get into segment one, our ten through sixes. Sure. Scott, I'm sure your number yeah. ten is better than mine. Uh, not by okay. much. Uh, <laughs> I, I think my number ten is best described... With a quote. Okay. I have had it with these motherfucking oh, no. snakes on this motherfucking plane. Everybody, strap in. I'm about to open up some fucking windows. <laughs> what uh? What's his character name in Snakes on uh, a Plane? It is Neville Flynn. Neville Flynn. Okay. I, I just this had to be on the list. Because of how comedic it is, and the fact that I don't think this is a role, I think he was just himself with a bunch of snakes on a plane. And, and that was just the movie. I mean, right? That's why they put him in that role. Nobody else could have done that. It's just him. That's why he was perfect for I prefer it. the other snake-based Sam Jackson movie, Black Snake Moan. I have really? not actually, I haven't seen either of these, so... Oh, I saw that one. That's not actually snake based. The the name has a snake in it, but um, he's like a bluesy guy. Anyway, that didn't even make my own mentions. The movie's fine, but his role is like meh. Anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, Snakes on a Plane, 2006, Neville Flynn, because it's really just him saying a bunch of one liners and dealing with a bunch of snakes. They they put that line in the movie because the internet thought it would be funny. Yeah. Also, you know, there's other quotes from it like, well, that's good news. Snakes on crack. I do not know anything else about that movie other than that Samuel L. Jackson says, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. 
uh, in the made-for-TV edit, it is, Enough is enough. I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday through Friday plane. <laughs> which is... Which is great. yippee ki Mr. Falcon. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't even want to dig into the rest of the role or, like, hip, like, there's nothing remarkable about his role. He plays himself. There's snakes. He deals with it. It's funny. Let's move on. What's your number 10? All right. So the year is 2008. Uh, Let's see. 2008. That would be the year that we graduated from high school. Yes. And uh, let's see. When did the... So this movie came out in February. So it was before we graduated. So I would have seen this oh. in theaters. Um, in the months leading up to I know which my movie graduation, this movie stars Sam Jackson as the villain and Hayden Christensen as the protagonist. That's right. Yeah. We're talking about Jumper. Uh, uh, this movie sucks absolute shit. Ding ding it's ding ding terrible. We have a duplicate. Oh no! Because my number nine. Okay. Hey, we're going to have some duplicates on this list, folks, I think. <laughs> I think that's going to happen. Uh, his character in this is named Roland. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're somehow have missed the seminal 2008 movie Jumper, uh, uh, it's about... Interesting concept, uh, people but who can terrible execution. anywhere in the world. Um, and they're called Jumpers. Pretty much. Aiden Christensen is one of them, and... Uh, Sam Jackson yep. is a paladin, which is a group of people who hunt down the jumpers. Uh, yep. that's, that's big. That's everything about this movie. That's, that's everything. It's terrible. Um, I, well, the movie is not what's in discussion here, right? It's his role specifically as the hunter of these guys he's convincing like as a as a villain fine i i believe it which is why i made it number nine he it slightly edged out snakes on a plane he doesn't doesn't get a lot to do here um in terms of like you know dialogue that sounds like a thing a person would say or yeah um anything remotely compelling uh it's not i didn't really feel like his justification for the reasoning behind why he hated the jumpers was all that great. You know? Apparently, this is a book, originally. It, it and is? And it is nothing like the book. Wait, didn't we know that? I don't, I don't think I knew uh, that. Okay, whatever. I don't know. Honestly, probably not worth discussing. This is when the 2000s, when Hayden Christensen was still getting leading roles. Uh, right. And as far as, like, his acting in this... I think it's slightly better than the prequels. It's not that much better. He's, he's good at times fine. in the prequels. Um, it's just yeah. that, like, if any romance scene, any of the Anakin Padme shit, is just the, awkward the, sand the worst and, yeah, thing okay. you've ever seen in your life. So coarse. But, but good old George Lucas was not giving him a lot to work with there, either. So No, uh... George Lucas, not the biggest romantic. Anyway, uh, this movie uh, sucks. But, so that was my yeah, number nine. Sam's fine in it. What? 
what's your number nine i guess we'll just go with that okay uh my number nine then is uh a movie we've talked about at length in the podcast before uh this is inglorious bastards where he is the narrator uh i had this as an honorable mention uh because there's better there's options. definitely better options out there i'm sure i just haven't seen them um aside from eight <laughs> other movies eight, eight other not eight other movies it's definitely way more than eight other movies but eight other roles specifically uh so uh no he does a good job mm-hmm. in this you know he he narrates the whole sequence about um a bunch of sequences in the movie i think the most memorable is uh what it's the um stiglitz right the guy the one of the bastards who mm-hmm. was the, Hugo yes, stiglitz. the guy who's he was a nazi enlisted the man Jew. that's a different guy um oh you're so right stiglitz you're right. is the guy who was a nazi enlisted man was, and uh, then uh he because the reason he enlisted Steve. was he wanted to murder as many uh, uh commanding nazi officers as he possibly could and then eventually they yeah. found him out and were going to execute him and uh and then the bastards break him out and then he's one of them Sam Jackson, as the narrator, explains it better than I do. What what this really boils down to is Quentin Tarantino wants to put Samuel Jackson in pretty much every movie in some capacity. Couldn't find a role for him and was like, hey, you should narrate this. Similarly, uh, Harvey Keitel is a voice-only appearance in Inglorious Bastards. Um when he there's a like a one character talks to a guy on the phone and it's Harvey Keitel. No, very mu- very okay. minor. Yeah, I don't even remember that. But, you know, that's uh, that's my Michael Myers number nine because it's. I think he does a better job mm. as the narrator than he does in the movie Jumper, so it gets mm. one slot up. Um, I thought Jumper was slightly better, but okay, it's we're we're nitpicking here. Uh, What's your number eight? Oh, yeah, my number eight, a two thousand five movie. Uh, maybe you've heard of it. It's Coach Carter, and he plays Coach Carter. I have seen like ten minutes of that. I think it's one of those. We're a ragtag bunch of nobodies who will never amount to anything. Let us have one icon that pulls us all together and helps us win a championship. Oh, you mean literally every sports movie ever filmed? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, that being said. It follows the formula. The formula works for a reason. It's a fine movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, I've I've probably watched it a couple times now because it just happens to be on sometimes. Um, let's see. As far as his role as the coach, I think he does a very good job at commanding respect, uh, dealing with the students, being that super stoic, sarcastic a hole that becomes a con- common enemy to them and and from that perspective i thought okay yeah he he deserves um at least a, a decent spot on this list it's not an amazing movie by any means if you don't really like the sports formula you probably won't like this or if you don't like basketball probably won't like this um and i i don't think there's any dialogue in this movie I, that really stands out. I mean, he he has a couple of monologues, right? Uh, where he's he's trying to talk about how the system is against uh, young black males, and you know he's trying to help them, and like it, it's got a lot of really positive messaging in it. Okay. But that's 
I don't know that that's his character delivering it in the way that is positive or reinforcing. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's not him. I'm not picturing him saying those things. I'm just picturing the dialogue. Sure, sure. So that's that's why I didn't feel like it was like a number one in this case. Um, In in my brain, this exists in the exact same space as Remember the Titans? Yes. That is very, very similar. I mean, that one being football. And, and Denzel sure. Watt. Who's better? Denzel in Remember the Titans or Sam Jackson yes. in Coach Carter? Denzel. Okay. For sure. Way more memorable. A lot more quotes. Um, I think he, when he smirks in that movie, you remember it because it's a lot less frequent. And, Denzel uh, does have a good smirk. Less sarcastic. He does. Um, especially when he's chewing gum. And that movie, of course, proves that uh, racism can be solved with about eight weeks of football. Yep, that's, you know, <laughs> that's the, the message behind that. Movie. The, uh, the, it's amazing. Any hate crime, you just sentence them to playing yeah. football. You wouldn't believe what these boys are doing. They're coming together. They're overcoming their differences and winning. Apparently Channing Tatum was in Coach Carter. Uh, yes, he was. A young yep. Channing Tatum. Yeah, there, there's a few people, uh, in Coach Carter, um, that you'd probably recognize, like, as semi-popular stars of that era, uh, like Robert, I think it's pronounced Richard, or it looks like Richard, um, he was in a, a TV show, it's vaguely familiar. like a Nickelodeon TV show, um, from years ago, and the name escapes me, but it was, it was with a puppet, mm. um, do you know what I'm talking about? No clue. Oh man, uh, it was called. Uh, I'm gonna just look it up, and you can edit this out real quick. It is uh, cousin Skeeter. I don't know what that is. Yeah, and he he plays like the main character in this TV show called Coven, Cousin Skeeter. 1998. And cousin Skeeter is a puppet. I was eight years old. I don't remember any of the episodes, but I remember the show. Um, was Sam then, Jackson in that? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. And there's a couple other people that you probably would recognize if uh, if you saw the movie, like um, Octavia Spencer's in it as like a, one of the moms, I think. And I don't uh, uh, yeah, Ashanti's not in it personally. Uh, of course, she's good in Hidden Figures. Uh, Rick Gonzalez, yes, yeah, she was. Rick Gonzalez. Um, plays Timo and, and he was in a couple other things around that era. So I mean it's got like a couple of recognizable names from that era and when I first saw it I probably thought it was that much better but at this point I'm just like eh. It's very fine. 2005 film. Are you going to say that about every film? Oh this film from 1998 is very much a 1998 film. <laughs> I don't think I've said that about anything else yet. Or are you going to say it's ahead of time? You just said it about Jumper, the quintessential 2008 movie. No, I was that was less of a comment on like that. That was <laughs> uh, uh, that, I, I said it was a seminal 2008 classic, which was sarcasm and mm. not at all about mm. a commentary on that being a 2008 ass movie, which it kind of is. Um, it's it's very much a late 2000s movie. <laughs> I mean, it is. Sure. I, I associate it with a couple other movies that are kind of in that similar yeah. vein. The, the um, kind of, like, sci-fi Eon action Flux? that was coming out. Uh, Aeon Flux, like, early 2000s. Um, yeah, I was going to say 03, maybe. It also maybe? sucks okay. absolute anyway. shit. 
<laughs> God, that movie sucks. Oh, Charlize Theron, uh, you can do better. And you have done. Uh, and you went on to do better. What, uh, what was the one with uh, Bruce Willis and he Surrogates? Surrogates, yeah. yeah. That's got uh, <laughs> that's got fucking uh, Rosamund Pike is in that. I think that might be the first uh, thing I yeah. ever saw Rosamund Pike in. Yeah. Okay, we're getting off topic. Uh, Coach Carter, fine sports movie. It, it it's fine. He's no Denzel Washington. Um, what's your number eight? My number eight is uh the last one of the the of my three. Boy, these probably wouldn't have made the list if I watched any other things. But <laughs> uh, he, this is uh, Kill Bill Volume Two. Another boy, uh, Quentin Tarantino just wanted to put Sam Jackson in this movie. He has a cameo as Rufus. Uh, he's a pian- He's wow. a piano player. He's a pianist, and uh, wow. he suffuses those uh, forty seconds with a lot of Sam Jackson personality uh, in a way that is compelling. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's the pianist at the, like, the wedding, um, rehearsal or something, I want to say, is the scene. Um. I don't even remember. Yeah. I, I remember seeing it on the list, and I'm like, if I don't remember what he played in the movie, I'm not putting it on my That's list. That's fair. He, he has, the, the guy is like, um, there's a guy, and this white dude in the scene is like, Rufus, you're the, he's he's the man. He's the guy. He played all kinds of stuff. Rufus, who'd you used to play for? And then Sam Jackson has like this monologue about like I played for everybody, um, and it's pretty good. And that's pretty much it. That's everything. But I enjoyed that more than him in Jumper, and also him as the narrator in Glorious Bastards. So I promise the rest of my seven items on my list are more real items. But I I I had Bob scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I only had so many things to pick. But yeah, not much else to say about that. That's my number eight. Number seven, go for it. Uh, my number seven is Mace Windu from the Star Wars prequels. Really? That low? That's a duplicate. Mm, I, and I figured it would be, yeah. right? I mean, that's... that's my, not that much higher, the... I guess. It's my number five. Okay. Um, I, I, in thinking about this, while I thought his dialogue was fine i felt like his character was not varied at all it was it was one emotion one way of speaking pretty much the entire time and got to carry a cool purple lightsaber and have a couple of lines that were memorable Mace window is just inherently cool though that's the thing he, and and okay fine but the only thing i remember is him saying uh you know, you are on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. Like, that's ba- about the only what thing about, I remember. He's too powerful, powerful to be left alive. Mm, okay, I do remember what that. About, what well. about, but, what about know, Mace Window? No. Listen, Mace Window no. is cool. This is- he is a dick <laughs> um, in a way that other Jedi are not really allowed to be in these movies. Um, sure, and I, I appreciate that about the character. I think he does a good job of like, um, being the bad cop. Yeah, yeah, or just like being like, I do not give a shit what you think, you kid. You know, uh, <laughs> they, they, you know, there's other supporting work yeah. to Mace Windu that uh, that flushes out the character more than what we just see in the movies. There's Clone Wars. There's the uh, noted. Uh, 
novel uh, called Shatterpoint that is actually pretty good. Um, does he play no, Mace no, Windu in any um, of those? No. Um, but I'm just saying they. So those, we're not those talking about those. Do flesh out the character some more, but it's all based on this core performance that Sam Jackson gives that um, that kind of provides the backbone for the character and um, that aspect of him that is a very Sam Jackson-y aspect is present throughout all the incarnations of the character. And I think um, that, that bumps it up in semester, uh, bumps up the estimation for me because like um, the actor who does like on Clone Wars doesn't just do a Sam Jackson impression. Um, Cause you could do that. Um, but it's, it, it is its own performance, but it's got, those tones to it you know hmm. so for me i think it's pretty solid him and this is pretty solid again just barely made the top five there's other for me there's other better roles that he's been in but i do like this one a good amount yeah i i don't dislike him in this i just don't feel like it was anything special compared to some of the other ones i have on my list where he had to put on a performance and be someone other than himself, which I felt like Mace Windu, he was a good fit for. It's there's a there's this, I I would say it's, and it's there's fine. a significant tonal difference to let's say some of the more uh, flamboyant performances that he's maybe known for a little bit more. Hmm. You know, this is a lot we're, more. We're going to get to those. Let's oh, not let's not spoil it. One hundred percent. Um, all right, but yeah, uh, I, 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 what's your number seven? My number seven is we're going to the nineties this time. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful movie titled Jurassic Park. Uh, okay. Him as Ray Arnold for me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, where he's like, uh, I'm not exactly sure exactly what his job is. Um, he's, he's more than just like an it Mm. guy. He's like some kind of technician, yeah, like a director. Yeah, he's he's okay. running stuff, but he's also yeah. like hands on fixing stuff. He's he's like an all purpose technology man. Um, and he's not in a ton of the movie, but I like him where he's there. He's a he's a good presence where he's there. And then Laura Dern finds his arm. Spoilers for Jurassic Park, I guess. But he gets got. <gasps> yeah. Spoilers from 30 plus years ago. I think you're okay. Hey, that movie is so good. Yeah, the movie's incredible. And his role is fine. Yeah, it's but it's good. also pretty minor. But, yeah, I would I would say yes, it's a minor role, but I think it's more of uh it's we've hit the first entry on my list that like I feel good about including. <laughs> the other okay, three I had enough. to include just because that's what but I had. Um you had you included it. But you didn't include it very high compared to the remaining yeah, list, sure. which, you know, of which we are about to have several possibly reordered duplicates. Yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely going to have some for sure. But, you know, I, I like him as Arnold, Ray Arnold in Jurassic Park. He's he's. Uh, for the limited screen time that he has, he's a he's a fun presence, I think. He's not quite ascending to sure. um, Newman levels. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, we spared no expense. We have one IT guy to do everything. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, 
I'm not going to argue with you on this one because I don't think it's going to matter. And yeah, the, if it's not the final. Well, I mean, depending on the amount of duplicates we have, it might actually make a top ten, a final top ten. But yeah, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah, let's see what happens. What's your number six? My number six is Frozone, a.k.a. Lucis, Luce, uh, Lucius Best from The Incredibles. Hey, duplicate alert. My number six is Frozone from yeah. The Incredibles. <laughs> it's, um, it's very enjoyable yeah. to hear his voice in this role because it was suit? a child-friendly sure. movie. Yeah, right? Like, the, it, it gave him a a different style that he had to portray. I mean, he's still, you can tell it's his voice. He has a unique way of speaking, but at the same time, yeah, it's the, where is my super suit? I, I put it away. Where? Why do you need to know? I need it. Uh-uh, don't you think about running off doing no daring do? We've been planning this dinner for two months. The public is in danger. My evening's in danger. You tell me where my suit is, woman. We are talking about the greater good. Greater good? I'm your wife. I'm the greatest good you are ever going to get. <laughs> that that whole it's a exchange good might be the best part of that whole movie. He's, he's, and he's in the second movie, too. And as much as the second movie is not as good as the first one by any means, um, he's still a great presence in that movie. Yeah, he really is. Uh, but it, it just in general, like... His role in this feels better or more powerful than the other, you know, Incredibles, um, Mr. Incredible or Elastigirl. Uh, I feel like his powers are better, but he, he's still kind of humble and cool about it. And, uh, you know, like the he's getting held up by the police officer and he's like, I'm thirsty. And he's just like, he's going to get a drink. He's very chill. and takes a drink and then he, you know, freezes the cop. Um it just the his demeanor is fantastic. I I really feel like as far as kids movies or kid appropriate Samuel L. Jackson movies, this is this probably is the best one. Pro, maybe yeah, let me hold on, let me look at my list here. Uh with maybe one exception that we're going to talk about. Watch Star Wars. Uh, well, that's lower on my list. Okay. okay. Uh, I said above Mis- misheard yeah anyway no the point being it's very enjoyable i thought he did a great job with it i was happy to have him in that role it's a little bit unique and uh easily included this on my list that was one of the first ones i thought of yeah i uh of course you know i've seen the incredibles about a hundred times because my kids have made me watch it over and over and over it's, again it's the second but best pixar movie not the it is not the worst movie to see over and over sure, and over no. again. It's there. Are, there are much worse, even within Pixar, because this is the second yes. best one. We're not going to get into that discussion right now. What's your number? Oh, you already did your number yeah, six. We, got, yeah. we should probably go Let's to a break. A break. Um, we hit our top or top. We hit our tens through sixes. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We'll come back and hit the top five. I'm surprised we only had two duplicates so far. Honestly. Uh, but yeah, stick around, folks. I am Scott. What? And I am hoping that you're enjoying this show so far. 
If you have show ideas or comments, you can reach out to us via email at stupidsequence at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, for better or worse. Now, let us move on to five through one. Five through one. Well, you're five through one. We already hit my number five of Mace Windu, so let's get your number five. My number five is the uh, Marvel Comic Universe Nick Fury. Nick Fury? That's yeah. my number three. Let me guess. Oh, okay. I was going to say, is it your number four? No, it's my number three. <laughs> I like Nick Fury a bunch. He he's a very likable yeah. character. I and you know what? He's been playing this for so long. When I think of Samuel L. Jackson roles, this is one of the first ones I think of. The first one was Frozone, just because I had seen it so recently. Sure. Um, but after that, it was like, well, obviously, I'm throwing Nick Fury on this list in some capacity. Um, yeah, he's got because he's got it's a, iconic at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he's been. How many movies as a result of the Marvel Comic Universe? Probably almost. It's more than. 20? It's certainly more than ten. I don't think we're at twenty yet. It's got to be close though, because he even has cameos in some of them. Uh, like, what was that? One of the more recent ones, where right at the end. You know, let me spoil spoilers. Spoilers. A recent movie within the last five years, and I don't remember which one. At the very end of the movie. He's riding in the car with what's her face? Kobe Robin Smulders. from How I Met Your Mother. Thank you. Uh, he's riding in the car with her, and they remove their mask because they are not themselves. They are lizard people. Um, or do you not know what I'm talking the about? Scroll. He's even in that one. Not in the rest of the movie, I don't think, but he's in that one very minor part. Is all I was pointing out. Yeah. Uh, from what I'm um, seeing here, he has 13 total MCU appearances, and not all of those. That's not it? all of those are movies. He was in Agents of Shield. See, that seems the TV low. Show, and then Secret Invasion. Maybe it's just because he show, shows so up so 11, much. Eleven movies. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna say if I'm gonna shout out a specific appearance from him. In the MCU, go for it. It's definitely Captain Marvel. Um, they okay, have that's him. exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> this is one of the only times I've seen the digital de aging stuff done in a movie. Disney loves this shit. It's usually bad. I thought it was actually quite good in this movie. Um, he, like, Sam Jackson looks like a young Sam Jackson here. And obviously, most of that's digital, but they do, like, he portrays yeah. it really well, and the the effect looks well, great. They have years so of much. footage <laughs> of him as a young actor, yeah, well, younger, you know. y- younger actor. That this was not a difficult thing to pull off. Yeah, um, I'm sure it was still expensive, but uh, I I think I think he's you know, in Captain Marvel, not the best MCU movie by any means. I I would say it's like a middle tier no, one. It's fine. Um, yeah, it, if we were to do our top, bottom, middle, like we did in our in our ranking of episodes, uh, Captain Marvel solidly middle. Um, I was gonna say middle, middle. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it's, prob- it's not a top tier middle. It's a middle. His middle. performance there, one of the standout things for sure. He's in that movie of, of, for a large percentage of it, um, and he's really good in it. Um, he just and, and you know, I guess we, one of the things worth mentioning here 
for him as Nick Fury is Nick Fury is a character that goes way, way back to like, I think like the 60s or 70s um, in Marvel Comics. And originally, Nick Fury is a white dude. Um, in fact, they made a movie with David Hasselhoff, like a TV movie with David Hasselhoff in the 90s. Um, but uh, when they did their kind of um, like 2000, I believe, is when they did their kind of weird reboot side reboot of the Marvel universe, Marvel comic universe at that point with the ultimate universe. They had new versions of all these, all the different Marvel characters. Ultimate Spider-Man is a great comic run. If you haven't read that, I'd highly recommend the original run of that. Um, but uh, when they made Nick Fury for the ultimate universe, they based it on Sam Jackson. And then eventually when they started making the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're like, what if we just got Sam Jackson to play Nick Fury? And here we are. So he's playing a role that's literally made for him. Based on him. Yeah. Um, He is very much perfect for this role. It's not surprising that he nails it, Um, but he's he's very good as Nick Fury. Now, I have not. I also. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I feel like he has a lot of variation with this role because of the expanse of the role itself, right? The num- sheer number of movies uh, that he's been in as a result of this role. Uh, so we see serious, we see sad, we, f- we see angry, we see young, we see old, we see scroll, we see, you know, just all these different variations of him. And as an actor, he gets to portray a a wide gamut of emotions and abilities and scenes with varying levels of talent required and i feel like he just is this character it he nails it every time i uh nothing ever breaks for me and i think oh i'm looking at samuel jackson nope i'm looking at nick fury and maybe it's just the eye patch captain marvel aside but maybe it's whatever that's just him you know, he's really good in um, in Winter Soldier as well. I think that's the other big standout one. Um, but I will say I haven't watched anything beyond the first episode of Secret Invasion because, you know, Marvel fatigue has set in a bit for my wife and I. Sure. We ended up watching the first episode of that and just never got around to the watching the rest of it because uh, here it is very bad. Um, my assumption is that that's not his fault. I, I think maybe one of my favorite lines, and I, I agree with you, I also got burned out on Marvel for a, a couple years there, and I missed some of the movies, but I went back and watched a few of them. I haven't watched any, much of the TV show. Not, not at all of it, but I have seen very little. Anyway, um, I was going to mention that one of my favorite quotes from Nick Fury in particular was... I recognize the council has made his decision, but given that it's a stupid ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. <laughs> it's it's like perfect. Uh, sometimes or that maybe line it's sometimes misattri- you... misattributed to uh to Mace Windu. Uh yeah, really? I've seen that with people like that's a that's a Mace Windu line because the Jedi Council, you know. Uh, oh my god. Not not yeah, a line no, that's Mace funny. Windu says. That's funny. I, I was also gonna say uh from event uh wait. Uh, was it? Oh, Spider Man. Uh, bitch, please. You've been to space. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe I just like to hear Samuel Jackson swear. Maybe that's what we're really. That's a lot of the now. appeal. It 
It certainly is. All right. Well, anyway, that's your number five, my number three. Since I have three left, you have four. Why don't we do your number four? My number four is from an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I think I might know what this is. Unbreakable. Or, you know. The Unbreakable series, I guess. Yeah, um, I guess the spoilers for Split later. Uh, M Night Shyamalan it, it, movies. Well, let's. There's he's in multiple. Yeah. Movies. Uh, yeah. I don't. He's not in Split well, at all. Okay. Right? Uh, so that's what I was just trying to remember. He's definitely yeah, in Glass. For sure. I don't remember if he's in Split. If he is, it's it's a minor thing. Because uh, that movie's I not think, really like, about the main... You see Bruce Willis at the end of that movie, but not Sam Jackson, if I remember right? <sighs> I don't even remember. But... It's been a while since I've seen them. Great great movies, sort of. I really like Who's... Split. Um, I hear Glass is a trash fire. Glass is rough. Glass is really rough. I, we've actually, I think, discussed it previously. Um... But Unbreakable is oh, great. Unbreakable I really liked Unbreakable. The best Sam Jackson movie. Or not that's Sam Jackson. It's the best uh, I'm not Shyamalan movie, rather. Uh, Mr. Glass is my number two on my list. Oh, okay. So that's, that's a good fit. Uh, Mr. Glass, a.k.a. Elijah Price, since it is not revealed that he is Mr. Glass immediately, sure. he, he does... Uh, get into that diatribe uh, later when he's talking about how he, you know, gets injured very easily and uh, because of the kids, you know, they called him Mr. Glass. Um, yeah, I guess if you, if you haven't anyway. seen Unbreakable, which is a little more believable than some of the other movies on the list. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, that's a relatively obscure movie. It's from 2000. Yeah, it's, um, a lot of younger folks have so. probably not seen Unbreakable. Um, sure. Bruce Willis realizes that he's Superman, not literally Superman, but that he has, he's like instructable, hence the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's, he kind of, tr- I don't think I knew that going into this. I didn't know much or, of anything about this movie and that's probably what made it that much better. So I, before you continue, I'm going to suggest that if anybody has not seen this movie, you might want to skip this portion because I think it's better if you unwrap it like a present. Sure. But yeah, it, it Go it's ahead. good. Yeah, and we have um, the notably um, Sam Jackson's character is kind of maybe the other most major um, character in this movie. Certainly by the certainly Which by we the end. did not know. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, spoilers at that point, right? Cause it's, he, it is, it's not obvious. Yeah. But we, we get a bunch of scenes of him interacting with Bruce Willis. Um, and the, the notable thing about, um, about Elijah Price is that he's got some kind of weird bone disease where he breaks forever. Um, so his theory then is that if he is the epitome of like human frailty, then su- surely someone else exists out there that's like his opposite, right? Someone who, if if he is extremely vulnerable, there should be someone who is extremely invulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. And it turns out, yes, that is in fact true, <laughs> because Bruce Willis 
Very strange. Yeah. Um, and so ultimately, like, this is some superhero shit, but the movie does not play out like a, like a superhero movie at all. No, you really have no idea that this is what it's leading toward. Yeah. Like, it kind of feels it's like it's building towards something. But then he's like, oh, and by the way, we're sworn enemies and I'm, I'm going to fight you now, basically. Yeah. I, which, in my mind, I think Samuel L. Jackson, his portrayals as the bad guy or the villain are way better in most cases. Um, I don't know that I necessarily agree, but he does make a great villain. In in a lot on average, let me say it that way. On average, based on my list, I find his performances as the enemy or the villain to be better than the hero or the, uh, you know, positive role model or whatever. I guess including Jumper, he has three villains in this list and on my list anyway. Well, let's not spoil the rest of the list, but we'll we'll talk about it. Well, indeed. Um, but this movie's great. If you have not watched Unbreakable, uh, you should go watch Unbreakable because it's the best time M Night Shyamalan movie. This was made when M Night was still cranking out hit after hit. Um, this is only his second major theatrical release, anyway. Um, after Sixth Sense, he had made some other stuff before that that was smaller, but um, right. Uh, and I, I would say Sam Jackson is kind of the best reason to go watch this um, of the performances in the movie. His is the best. Bruce Willis is good. Don't get me wrong. But, um... Yeah. Sam Jackson is the one here. I do think he's the standout in this movie. And that was part of the reason that I ranked this role so high. Um, Very believable as this character, which has a lot of unique attributes about themselves. Very believable as the villain. Very believable as the surprise villain. Specifically, the, you know, the twist. Um, his monologue, his, uh, let's say, philosophy on the world about how he needs to create disasters in order to discover somebody who's exceptional, which I, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. His, his monologue yeah, just, at the end is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of want to watch this movie again, or at least that last scene yeah i should probably um probably watch this movie it's been a long time since i watched it but it's good Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah no there's a yeah anyway his character wonderful easily the standout of this movie and i i definitely would watch this again if only for his performance and you know the movie itself uh bruce willis's wife is played by princess buttercup yes it's always fun what's your number four my number four is uh is my number uh, yeah we're we're solidly in duplicate territory here for sure uh Uh, my number four is another character all my remaining characters are ones that we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast so i'm probably not going to talk about them a ton um but uh we have at four, uh, Steven from Django Unchained. That would be my number three. Uh, the most upsetting role I think I've ever seen out of Sam Jackson. Uh, 
that was why i ranked yeah, it so exactly. highly no, it's, an, it, it's an incredible <laughs> performance um if you uh we, you know again we talked about this more extensively on the tarantino episode but um he plays a like a house slave to um that's owned by uh leo dicaprio's character in the movie uh calvin sweet if i remember the name right um yeah calvin and yep. uh he Candyland. He is truly a menace in this movie. He is obviously as a slave, as someone who's been incredibly marginalized, and um, but is given a position of some small amount of power, and then uses that power to further marginalize those who don't have power that are underneath him. Um, truly yep. awful. You, you could have used it to empower people beneath you or to yep. help them in some minor capacity, but instead you're like, well, I feel like shit because I'm a, you know, treated like an piece of crap so i'm gonna make everyone else that i can treat like that feel like even worse yeah, crap. he's he is truly a monstrous character in this movie um you know maybe not to the heights that uh like leo dicaprio's character is um or some of the folks we see in the movie but to me he's like almost the most memorable performance in this movie for me even though for a character who is not on screen that much you know, compared to certainly compared to our like our our main characters, you know. Sure. Yeah. And Jamie Foxx has an incredible performance yeah, in this. But when I think of this movie, I don't even think of Leo and you know using the N word and having issues. I I think of Steven and I think of God. I hate this guy. He's it's truly just despicable. So unlikable. So incredibly unlikable. You're watching this movie, you're just like, man, fuck this guy. He's just the worst. But when I think about this character in particular, and this was part of the reasoning I put it so high, could any other actor have pulled this off? I I cannot imagine anyone else in that role. Yeah, this this is this is maybe Dave Chappelle. No, no I'm just kidding. Oh, no. um, oh god, here, Dave. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> but. Uh, no, I, I, this, this, it is a singular performance for sure. Uh, I think uh, I, I came away really impressed with what he did in it. And, you know, and again, we're talking about something that he's a frequent Tarantino collaborator. Tarantino absolutely wrote this role, role for him. But even with that being the case, he just knocks it out of the park. Absolutely, truly nails it. Uh you know, there's plenty of other. Did reasons he win to any awards this. for that movie? I don't know. We can find out. I'm not actually sure. I didn't look it up. I did look up. Uh, I some of the and this is part of what I was looking at when I did my research for this. I just like finding quotes from these various movies that I find enjoyable or particularly meaningful for that character and and what led me to wanting to pick them and put them where I did and like Steven and Django are facing off and Steven's like I count six shots and Django pulls out a second revolver he's like I count two guns <laughs> uh yeah um looks like or there's a there's a lot of back and forth between him and Leo's character where you're just like god this guy's a piece of trash Looks like he won two awards for this movie. Black Reel Awards gave him Outstanding Supporting Actor. And uh, 
the NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture. Because you may remember that the Best Supporting Actor Oscar that year went to Christoph Waltz in this movie, who also uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. incredible performance for sure. In another uh, back and forth between Django and Steven, Django says, you said in 76 years on this plantation, you've seen all manner of shit done to people, but I notice you didn't mention kneecapping. And Django shoots him in the kneecap, and his response is, oh god, motherfucking damn it. I was like, ah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, that's a, 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 a satisfying thing to see done to that character for sure. It it very much is. Because boy, does he deserve it. Uh, and yeah, I Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, you motherfucker. Oh, sweet Jesus. Let me kill this N-word. Django, you uppity son of a... And the plantation blows up at that point. He, he's just so angry. He is just His yeah. character is very angry, very unlikable, but at the same time, he's unlikable and angry in a very specific way. And that's what makes it unique. That's what makes the role fantastic. He does a wonderful job. Yeah. And and I hate it. I hate it, but I love it. It's uh it's one of the better ones for sure. Some might call it the fourth best. The third or third or fourth best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you got two left, I got one. What's your yep, number two? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and tell you my number two. It's not on your list because you haven't seen this movie. And this was uh one that we discussed before with the Quentin Tarantino movies, but it is the Hateful Eight. 2015 okay um where the movie is uh, you know what i in thinking about it in reviewing this i may have been a little bit hasty to dismiss this movie and i feel like i need to give it another watch because i might re-rank it on the quentin tarantino list um and i you know what i don't even remember exactly where hold on let me just see 28 it was number six for me. No, that's actually probably appropriate. Um, but at the same token, I was thinking, uh, in general, like th- this movie wasn't that memorable. But then when I was reading through some of the lines, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, this this is great. Um. And, uh, and in this one in particular, um, Samuel L. Jackson's one of the main characters, besides Kurt Russell. Um, Samuel L. Jackson plays Major Marquis, Marquis, bleh, I can't remember, is it Marquis, Marquis Warren? Uh, Major Warren, I think he just goes by. Um, but there's a couple of, uh, a couple of really, really strong scenes in this that I, I feel like make up for it. And you still haven't seen this, right? I have not, no. You and I should probably watch this one together then, okay. because I remember enough of it that I kind of vaguely could remember what's going to happen next or go on, but I don't remember all of it to remember it exactly. So it would be uh, a fun uh, way to, to rewatch that. I think it was somebody who hadn't seen it, who also appreciates the Tarantino style. Um, I, Yeah, uh, one of the things that I was thinking about with this was the way he's behaving, because he's kind of like a bounty hunter and, you know, in a very similar way. Um, And as like Django. Uh, But bounty hunter for 
slightly different scenario. And in this case, right there, uh, traveling through a blizzard, they get stuck in this cabin. And, uh, you know, most of the movie takes place in the cabin. Um, but as the story unfolds within the cabin, and from that perspective, it's more like a Reservoir Dogs because it's, it's a very dialogue-driven, even though there's action, it's dialogue-driven. Um, the, there's, and I'm not going to spoil it, but there's things that unfold, and he plays a key role in egging people on inciting violence in general and then also following through on some of the main things that happened and like i said you haven't seen it so i don't want to spoil it too much here uh, i will give you one set of lines here that i think are delivered perfectly and it's it's done very well very funny um another guy uh sheriff sheriff Mannix who is actually played by Walton Goggins. And you've probably seen him in a couple other Oh, I, uh, definitely. Walton Goggins, incredible. One of the greatest character actors of our time. Okay, well, he plays exactly watch, watch the character you would shield. expect. Or, uh, or Justified. Okay, fair enough. Or Sons um, of Anarchy. I haven't seen any of those characters. Anyway, uh, he plays the same character as what I would imagine for him. Um, so he says... Now throw out your pistol. And uh, the other character throws out the pistol. And uh, Samuel Jackson's like, I bet he got another one. Sheriff goes, now throw out your other pistol. And he says, I ain't got another pistol. (laughs) And uh, Samuel Jackson's character goes, well, you better shit another pistol out your ass, because if you don't throw one out here in the next two seconds, we gonna kill this bitch. (laughs) And suddenly he throws another pistol. (laughs) Uh, just the unexpected delivery of the very enigmatic lines i i it it, it's key it's 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 essential to any role that he plays and this one in particular i may have been slightly dismissive previously about the movie itself but i think i need to give it another chance he's good at um, quipping because it's yes he is very good at it and there's a number in this one and i'm not i'm not gonna read any of the more of my favorite quotes but yeah i really liked him in this movie he felt a little bit out of place but but not really like you would think he would feel out of place that's more what i meant you would think he feels out of place given the scene and who he is and who he is in the movie relative to the other people but he ends up being a linchpin to so much of what's going on and and he just does a fantastic job with it um so i really like that movie i really like that role for that movie i I guess i did like the movie as well but yeah um hence why i put it at my number two that's higher than i expected it it was higher than i expected it started at about six or five like i knew it was going to be in the top ten Sure. But as I was looking through, I'm like, man, I really enjoyed a lot of this. And in particular, what I enjoyed about the movie was him. So given that perspective, I was was happy to move it up. And I knew from our past conversation that you had not seen this movie. And so unlikely to be a duplicate. 
unlike the next entry, which we have one entry each left, and I, I'd be surprised if this was not the exact same duplicate, exact same entry. Before we get to that, yes, I'm calling an audible. I see. Yes, and I'm doing something unheard of, and I'm eliminating my number ten from the list. I'm shifting my uh, what seven through nine down. And I'm inserting what? a new number seven in because I've just seen something that made me go, oh shit, I forgot something. Oh no. It's not what a did movie. you forget? Afro Samurai. From what? The show Afro Samurai. That's my number seven now. I don't. Have you not seen Afro what? Samurai? I don't think so. Uh, it's like a like a five episode anime from the late two thousands. I want to say. Nope, have not seen it. Let's see, two thousand seven. He plays Afro Samurai. He's a samurai with an afro. That what? Yep, it's an anime. And Samuel L. Jackson is that character. Yep, you want to see him cut some people up? There you go. I don't need. I don't need to talk more about it than that. No, it's your number seven, and it's a late added. And yep. well, frankly, I'm not allowing it on the combined top ten. That's fine. Late add. It's uh, yeah. it's definitely not better than Frozone. Okay. All right. So all that's done. Yeah. I think we have looking at we looking at the actual list here. You've already filled in number one I sure for have, yourself and for me. Because there's there's a defi- there's there's a definitive Sam Jackson role. There is. And it's Jules there Winfield really from Pulp Fiction. It, this is the one. Is. Yep. Yep. It could not be. It could not have been anything else. So I'm because we've already had extensive conversations yeah, on say, Pulp Fiction. The, Tar- I, the Tarantino episode, like half of our arguments for why Pulp Fiction was the best one was because of the, Sam Jackson. Yeah. So I, I will. So I'm going to I'm going to go a different route here for a second and tell a small story because sure. I was discussing this topic with my mom. Oh, OK. And I I mentioned that we were going to have a conversation about Samuel Jackson roles and she mentioned snakes on a plane. And then she goes, oh, what was that movie your grandma liked? I'm like, uh, I don't know. And she says, uh, oh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, your grandma loved that movie. I'm like, what? There's no <laughs> way. There is zero chance that my grandma, who was a little bit uptight, a little bit conservative, loved Star Wars, was kind of nerdy, but there would not tolerate any kind of swear words. And I'm thinking, she loved this movie? What? And my mom goes, or maybe it's a different movie. Hold on. No, no, it's the one with, uh, and she's like trying to figure it out. And she's like, uh, yeah, it's a futuristic movie. Uh, and, and it has, uh, uh, oh God damn it. Um, no, first she said it, uh, it's a movie with Harrison Ford in it. I'm like, Indiana Jones? And she's like, no, it's kind of a Blade futuristic Runner? movie. I'm like, Star Wars? And she's like, no, the other one. And Aaron's like, is it Blade Runner? And she's like, yeah, that's the that's one. Not I'm the like, same movie. Blade Runner and Pulp Fiction are not the same movie. They're nothing alike at all. 
nothing in common. Oh, I don't know what possessed my mom there, to confuse the two. There ain't no Voight Comp in some in way. I am very confused by that, but I thought this is incredible. I will definitely tell this story on the podcast. <laughs> So yeah, I I don't know that we really need to say much here. It it is the role. He he is the reason that that movie is as incredible as it is. It is insanely quotable and it's number 1. It wasn't it was yeah. it was always going to be my number 1. Yeah. It's uh you know, it, it's it's I don't know that I can think of another actor that has a more defining this is the role. That's that's had like a, as as varied a career as Sam Jackson has. Let's say there's plenty of mm. actors out there that were in like one thing, and that's you know. What I was gonna say, been? would uh, if you think of Will Smith, what is his role? What is the one role that you're like, oh, that's Will Smith? Um, I think there is a definitive answer there. It's probably. Um, as much as I don't love this movie, it might be Independence Day. Okay, I was actually going to say Fresh Prince. Oh, I, guess, I was thinking it, movies, um, okay. specifically. Fresh Prince, certainly, yeah, no, I get you. Um, I, I, there's an argument to be made for, uh, Men in Black. Um, but that's, yeah, that's a little bit less of a stereotypical Will Smith role, I think. It's still one, but I think it doesn't hit mm. all the regular notes, you know? Men in Black was the perfect segue for him. And I know it's not like the first movie he did after Fresh Prince, but it was it was an early career movie for him. Yeah. And I thought he did a great job with it. Yeah, I think. Of, but like, we're yeah, getting off yeah. topic here. <laughs> I am legend. I robot, you know, those sci fi movies that he did. Which I actually enjoyed those as well. Quite a bit. Pretty good. Um, I I did not like anything with his son anyway we're not we're getting off topic pursuit of happiness is incredible anyway um, oh yeah pursuit of happiness is incredible sam and jackson's not that in one, that. Isn't he? yeah that's the one that's the one you want um sam, sam jackson samuel jackson his son that's his son, exactly <laughs> what i was thinking <laughs> i don't remember this i don't remember the kid uh, saying motherfucker this many times uh, <laughs> Dad, why don't we have any motherfucking food? I just want to eat. <laughs> why are motherfuckers so unhappy? <laughs> but yeah. Oh, man. Number You're one. never going to solve that motherfucking Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Number one. Jules Winfield. We don't have to belabor the point. That's, that's just definitively it. Uh, but yeah. We uh, we got a whole list here. This, this is our our fastest list in a while, I think. Was it? I think so. I don't know. I'm not keeping track of time. I think we're only like an hour I guess in. I, I was gonna say. I guess I could look at how long I've been recording. Yeah, but a little over an hour record time. Probably an hour. Okay, that's fine. I I felt like this was a gonna be a straightforward. Yeah, that was our prediction, and we were yeah. right for once. But we'll take another break here, and we'll come back to uh, do what's probably not going to be the, our longest argument ever on uh, what order should, should these roles Oof. go in. So stick around yeah. for that. Hooray.
is this coffee shop sending me an email? I don't know what this is. Josh, you're getting distracted. We need to break from this break. Because I'm going to welcome everyone back. And then I'm probably going to... You are interrupting very rude. Samurai. So I'm going to welcome back everyone, but then I'm going to suggest that if they made it this far, then they're probably enjoying themselves, especially since this is like episode 36-ish. 36. Not including the pilot. Numbered number 36. Also not So they're probably the, enjoying the themselves. Episode. And so they're already in the process of taking the time to rate and review and share this with their friends. And of course, who wouldn't I, do I that? I already know that's happening. Who wouldn't do that? Right. Well. Just tell a friend so, about us. Yeah. It's our, okay. Our, our listeners are great. They've already, they've already done this. I don't even have to remind them. I'm just saying that I would have done that had we were coming from the second break and you know that would be what i normally do but i didn't do it this time but maybe i did then i would also thank them again for listening and we would probably move on to the combined list and uh and any honorable mentions which you know you don't have any honorable mentions so i guess i could just probably go through my quick list which we already talked about a couple my honorable mention is Whatever slipped off of pulp, your list. Pulp Fiction. Great. Just just great. My honorable mention is... So we have Deep Blue Sea. He plays Russell Franklin. Uh, this, in this one in particular, he basically is the same character as Snakes on a Plane, but with sharks. Sure. Modified sharks. Sharks on a boat. I do have an honorable mention, by the way. Not on a boat. Uh, 1408. I don't know if you've seen that movie, um, but he plays the... Post for that, like, the... a keyhole? What? Is the post for that, like, a keyhole? Yeah, the two of them in a keyhole. Hey, I remember that poster, apparently. I don't know anything about this movie at all, but I remember that that poster has a keyhole on it. That's how my brain works. Yeah. Anyway, continue. If you stay in this room, you die, and he's, like, the front desk person, and he's... Don't, yeah, just don't anyway, stay in the room, we, we then. We don't talk about it too much. Yeah, well... People want to for reasons like it. anyway, we don't have to get just into leave. it. Just leave. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. He plays Zeus. I didn't watch that one. Uh, Jurassic Park we talked about and Glorious Bastards narrator. Um, the Other Guys. I don't know if you've seen that movie, The Will Ferrell nope. with uh, Marky Mark. Um, I try to avoid Marky Mark when I can. Fair enough. And... This is not a great movie. It's very, very dumb. But there is a redeeming cameo in this movie where they keep referring to these two incredible officers. Like, they're the best team. They're the, the coolest. And then eventually you find out Samuel L. Jackson is one of those guys. <laughs> Which I, I thought was pretty funny. Um, so it's more like a cameo. He's referenced a lot, but it's just a cameo. And then last one I have on here was Coming to America. I don't know if you've seen that movie. No, but I am with, familiar with it. Uh, really enjoyable movie. I like it a lot. Uh, it's from 1988. Eddie Murphy, um, Arsenio Hall. His, yes, his role in that movie was he, hold, he robs somebody at one point. And, and holds him up, and uh, as I think he robs Eddie Murphy, actually. And they're like, see, this is the kind of stuff that's happening in this neighborhood. 
I think Arsenio Hall's like, we're going to get robbed. And then he robs him. Um, yeah. Or tries to. Anyway, very, very minor young character. I mean, he's eight, 1988 for this one, right? So um, much younger than he is now. You get what I'm saying. Um, but kind of a throwaway. Anyway, what's your one honorable mention? Is it the one that slipped off of your list? It is not. It is a video game that I had forgotten he was oh. in. Um, there is a, uh, a video game in the days between when I was playing Dota and when I was playing Dota 2, video games that we've talked about recently, there was a game in the hmm. middle there for a while called Heroes Dota of, 1.5? Heroes of New Earth. Where oh, they were doing, he, he does have a voice in that, does, doesn't he? He does a announcer pack. Uh, uh, so if you want to see, you want to hear Sam Jackson yell at you about the other team scoring stuff like that, that's in there. That's it. That's my honorable mention. Mm, okay. Is I don't know if that is that a role. It's himself. Okay, that's fine. It's honorable mention. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But Anywho. okay, cool. No, yeah. no rules for honorable mentions. Put whatever you want on there. Um, okay. We can do what my wife does and constantly confuse various black actors. Oh, that wasn't no. Sam Jackson? No, no. It that wasn't. seems racist. It's, she's bad about it. That seems. I make fun of no, her. I, make fun I, of I know her your wife, so I know it's not racist. It's just her mind can't to figure be, to out be fair who it to is. Her, it doesn't only happen with black actors, but it happens more with black actors than any other ethnicity. Sometimes it does happen I, with white I don't know also. that that helps your your argument. <laughs> <laughs> I know your wife. I know she's not racist, but it's not a great argument. <laughs> I make fun of her for it a lot. Anyway, let's argue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll try to. Um. So, with all these duplicates, I didn't do any of the figure. You didn't even put the... Uh, uh, when you put this thing to get document together, you didn't even start the, uh, the unified nah. list there. Unified. Uh, don't worry about that. We're going to work on it. Let's see. Oh, you know what? It's because I was using it off of the urine review list, and ah, that one doesn't have a unified list. That'll that'll do it. Um, let's see. So I move this over. Um, yep. Coach Carter. Uh, Coach Carter. I guess Afro Samurai, Afro Samurai might make this. Is probably I, making this list because we just I, have so many duplicates. Yeah, we need one more. Oh yeah, I shuffle. I shoved these up. On you don't care about card. yours, so I'm just gonna throw out the well. Roland, you had on there as uh, he got bumped off number mine, ten, yeah. pre and it was number nine for me. Ah. I guess throw it on the combined. Okay. As the last one, and we can go ahead and just safely put yeah, that at number so ten. So Roland, we're gonna put. Let's, Roland let's fill in the 10. obvious ones. Yeah, Roland is at Jules. ten. Jules is at one. That's yeah unquestionable so, now we gotta sort from there if you want afro samurai to be nine i'm totally okay with that uh, i'm yeah well definitely um i'm inclined to put mr glass at two that's mine and i two. know that's i i know and it's only because looking at the options here we had steven at three and four mm -hmm. um uh, well, okay. Hold on. I'm I'm trying to trying to balance some stuff out here. I would do. I would. Because I really. A, I would do a Mr. Glass two, Stephen three. Huh. Uh, 
as long as Marquise Warren is four. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I probably like that movie. Uh, oh, you'll definitely like the movie. I just haven't seen and it. And I think I need to watch it again to really appreciate it. All right. We're sorting um, those in. That was easy. Um, so my number five at this point was Nick Fury. Yeah, and that was your... Nick Fury is the easy next slot here. Okay. Yeah. And then you had Mace Windu, I guess, is the next. I, I think it's Mace, Frozone, Coach Carter. I think that's the exact order. It would be funnier if Frozone was at number six because it was both of our number sixes. I mean, I had him ahead of Mace Windu, and I would agree with you. So if you're okay with that, yeah, then I'm just, fine with it. I was trying to be fun- amicable. That's much funnier. Okay. <laughs> We're going to do that. That's fine with me. Frozone, number six. Mace Windu, Mace number, number seven. seven. Which okay, is so, also your number seven. And then so my five, Coach six, Carter. seven, and eight are exactly the same we go. on our combined list. My number one is the same, and my number three is the same. So one, three, five, six, seven, eight, all that's more than, identical. That's more than half. Wow. I guess I did something right for once. But hey. My mom would be so proud. Afro Samurai's on there. I, I remember. She thinks Blade Runner's on this. Yep. <laughs> Noted Sam Jackson performance in Blade Runner. My mom. Not a lot of black folks in Blade uh, Runner. No. <laughs> Sorry, I just. I can't believe she said that. I'm like, I don't think Grandma likes Pulp Fiction. Perhaps not Are a you Grandma sure? movie. And I wanted to be like, did you mean, like, the other grandma on the other side of the family? And she's like, no, no, your, your grandma, you know, your dad's mom. I'm like, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the similarity is no. that both titles have two words in them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But are you sure Blade Runner's not a, like, a combined word? I might be, no, Blade that Runner, might be a Blade one Runner word. Blade is definitely two words. Blade Runner. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I think you're right. Do androids dream of electric? I mean, she wasn't even thinking of Blade, which at least could have been that. Yeah, that's a movie starring a black man. That so that would be like your wife title. confusing you. Like, are you sure that Samuel L. Jackson's not in Blade? Here, okay, hot take. Wesley Snipes Uh-oh. is cooler than Sam Jackson. He's not a better actor. I want to make that very clear. Wesley Snipes is cooler than Sam Jackson. Oh, well, I, I agree with that then. Yeah, no problem. Definitely not a not better a bad, actor. Definitely, definitely better cooler. Actor. Definitely cooler, though. He's got a good uh, cameo. In Will him. Smith's definitive role is slapping Chris Rock on stage. Oh, no. Uh, we, have to, we have to end this podcast now. Well, we, let's, okay. Okay, well let's run down the list here. I'm no. not writing down. <laughs> we got to do that. Yeah, we didn't do that. And we have, a different uh, thing. we have one other thing we have to do, too. So, number 10. You should, you should probably... You should probably just edit that Will Smith portion into the very end there and say, oh, we have to end this podcast. And yeah, just end it that. there. <laughs> All right. The sudden realization. All right. Never mind. Go ahead. Podcast rundown or list rundown. I'm losing words here. Ten. Roland from Jumper somehow making it on the final list. Uh, well, it was nine. on. It was number ten on your list originally. I know, but still uh, not what I expected coming in here. Uh, number nine, Afro Samurai from the seminal anime, Afro Samurai. Number eight, Coach Carter from Coach Carter. Number seven is Mace Windu from the Star Wars prequels. And uh, number six is Frozone from The Incredibles. 
Number five is Nick Fury from A Million Marvel Movies. Number four is, I'm going to say Marquis Warren, because that's how that name's normally pronounced, from The Hateful mm. Eight. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. Number three is Steven from Django Unchained. Number two is Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. And number one, Jules Winfield from Pulp Fiction. Easily, yeah. not even close, the best Sam Jackson role. Mm-hmm. Yep. We did it. Yep, yep, yep. We did it. We do have one Surprise. other matter to take care of here. Yep. Is Sam Hill Jackson's role as Jules Winfield better or worse than the film Surf Ninjas? I, I think you know this answer. It's obviously worse. I mean, better. Wow. Okay. No, it's definitely better. And that's that wasn't even a question. I you're Good. asking me to compare Pulp Fiction effectively because, like, he is Pulp Fiction. There's a lot going on in that movie, which I guess Bruce Willis again. Yeah, Bruce Willis again. Interesting. Bruce Willis in the top two as well. There you go. Uh, here's, here's my follow-up question. Uh-oh. If you were to, you're, you are forced to, you are altering time to insert Samuel L. Jackson into any, replacing any actor in the movie Surf Ninjas, who do you replace? Oh, he's the villain, for sure. Oh, you, you, get hey, of, you get rid of uh, Leslie, Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. I, as much as I think it's kind of funny that leslie nielsen's even in that movie um i totally yeah he's well i guess he could be tone loke but i feel like me replacing the one black guy with another black guy just feels like i'm your wife so hey. i'm just gonna go with uh, sorry <laughs> i'm gonna go with leslie nielsen's character because as the the villain that's the kind of role i enjoy him in i feel like he'd be much funnier i would say that's probably the single biggest step you could take to making this movie less problematic also <laughs> yeah imagine him in the full samurai garb okay. with the the mechanical hand oh, <laughs> oh and, but great. he's got to say motherfucker every time like every oh scene, yeah once per scene it, when he gets angry in the phone scene yep, and he it, throws the, it the, he's the, like did you just hang up He's motherfucker. Oh, motherfucker. And he throws the phone. <laughs> yep. That's You know what? We might need to use the power of video editing to insert him into Surf Ninjas and see how that plays out. I'm gonna put a request on Reddit okay. under a, a say, new fake throwaway account. Do that. I ain't I ain't no video editor. Not, uh, yeah, not no. anymore. I'm gonna see not maybe AI incident. can do it. Ooh. I wonder if we can get AI to recreate that, like a YouTube video using Samuel L. Jackson in place of Leslie Nielsen. Can you just make that request with a link and a couple of words? Is that I, literally all it takes? They're like, depending on the, the the large language model, a lot of them are like, we don't do things with the copyrighted characters because it's uh, technically not legal to do that. Surf Ninjas is 100% on YouTube. I think it's fine. I mean, no one cares about Surf Ninjas besides you anymore, so... Um, that is not and true. The, and the loyal listenership of this podcast, who I am sure have all listened, or have all watched Surf Ninjas at your recommendation at this point, of course. Yeah. Well, that's why we stopped referring to our listeners as folks, and we refer to them as the Ninja Crew. I don't remember that. The Surf Ninja Crew? You don't remember that? Kwan Su, dudes! 
a hundred thousand people just said Quan Su back to me. Wow. But specifically for this podcast, it, it, in it was the all moment, imaginary. Too, it's like a hundred because we haven't had that many total listeners. A hundred thousand voices all cried out in pain at once. <laughs> uh okay so yeah we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and end this thanks for taking the time to listen to us argue i guess we didn't really argue um but we had a lot of fun Rose on number six and baby. our next episode two weeks per usual uh josh what uh what, what are we doing next so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit of the, the lead-in story on um, how I thought of this idea, because I finished reading a book yesterday while our power was out, because that happened. Uh, it's called The Shining by Stephen King. And then last night, I ended up watching a movie called The Shining. <laughs> um, Your power was out and you watched a movie? Incredible. Well, I mean, the power was only out for like two hours, but I used those two hours to finish a book. Um and then it came back and then later later we watched the movie um but so uh and then um i was listening to a podcast about that and um the uh dr sleep the book by stephen king and later it made onto a movie was mentioned as a sequel to the shining and i thought boy this book didn't need a sequel at all um and then uh i thought hey you know it might be a fun podcast episode most unnecessary sequels and or remakes so that's what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna assemble a motley crew of boy, this sure didn't need to exist. Yeah. Why did they do this? This this feels frustrating. No, and and, and I think to be clear here, as we set the ground rules for this, I don't think that ranking highly on this list doesn't necessarily mean that the end product is bad. Maybe just more that it didn't need to exist. They didn't need to do it. Hmm, I just thought of a couple more that I definitely need to include. Let me make a note. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't contribute. Nothing was contributed here, you know? Maybe you made a serviceable product, but, like, you didn't do anything new here. So, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. I have some things in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm just making note of it right now. There you go. But yeah, that's, that's okay, next well. Time. Yeah, and, so that's and good. It'll be fun. I'm not going to say what it is, but we are going into um, the episode after that one with a rough idea of what we're going to do for it, which is very rare for us. So. That's true. We're usually an operate one episode ahead kind of crew. So Yay. But, you know. Uh, not even that far in advance. Yeah, it depends. Hmm, yes. Okay, well, I guess that's all good. Looking forward to it. Got to work on my list. And until next time, I've been Scott. And I've been Josh. And remember, with a little practice, you can argue your way into a friendship. Take care, motherfuckers. To mute this Discord person that is messing. Hello and welcome to Stupid Sequin. I'm not sure where we rank this. It doesn't matter because arguing with your friends is fun. Some sequences just shall rank things matter. Friends fun argue. Fun is friends. You're with arguing because matter don't that things of lists ranked make we wear show thirty six.
we sequence. Were. Stupid. What what came out to on welcome the Wii, and the Wii hello. Shop this week? Super Mario RPG. Okay. Um, 